On today's podcast, we talk about histamine and what histamine intolerance can look like. If you're dealing with a lot of headaches or migraines, anxiety, maybe irregular menstrual cycles, GI issues, maybe you get flush when you drink wine. All of these can be signs of histamine intolerance, and it can drive further symptoms within the body. So we talk about what it looks like, what it is, and what you can do to resolve it. Live your life within the moment, moment, and don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is Hello, everyone. It is Monday. Welcome back to the Food Code. If you are new here, I am Becca. I am with Liz. And we are here to talk about histamine today. But in general, we talk about all things related to female functional health, hormones, gut, autoimmunity, immune system, inflammation, digestive, weight loss, fitness, life, all kinds of fun things. All kinds of fun things. You know what I've been thinking about is I want to do another podcast on parasites. And parasite cleansing and full moon. I have some people that have reached out to me. And if you guys are listening to this episode, please do not blindly take parasite supplements. Oh my God. No, Uh, no, no, no. Or just do some full moon parasite cleanses of what you think is a full moon parasite cleanse without opening up your drainage and detox pathways. Once Mm. you do that and you've been led through it by a practitioner, you know, we do have clients that are graduated and I said, Hey, I would do this, um, you know, Every few months as more of a maintenance, just mm-hmm. like you deworm your dogs. That's totally fine. But when you're first going through it, Becca just had some pictures I just today. had some pictures of parasites from a client sent to me. Uh-huh. I, I told her to send them to me. It's okay. Because yeah. some of them were a little unique and we, we weren't necessarily sure what type of parasite <laughs> they were. Um, but yeah, with well, one week into the new protocol yep. and yep. passing, passing stuff. So we don't always talk about super disgusting stuff like that it's Uh, not that disgusting if it's not to the general population it might be (laughs) (laughs) maybe let's be real um there's been worse things no there has totally been worse things i actually had to talk to the doctor and i'm sure i hope she didn't think i was crazy but the new pediatrician that i went to Mm -hmm. i really liked their questionnaire they asked a lot of like more you know does your family go to church has your children ever been on like any herbs or you know Mm. any type of functional medicine um all kinds of stuff, like what their diet is like, just things that I, I feel is more applicable to children versus just medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a better feel. The old doctor's office was like very cold and meh. And this one, like all of the rooms were themed. So he was in a castle room oh, and awesome. like it was so cute. Um, but anyways, she asked about digestion for him. And I was like, he's definitely more of like my constipated child growing up. Things have gotten a lot better. I did treat him for worms, though, because I'm near positive that he had them. Um, he was very constipated, but was itchy, very red. Um, and so she probably was like, you're a psycho because this is. But hopefully it's a much more functional approach type pediatrician. They're great. Um, I mean, well, she was, was her super response? nice. She was like, OK, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, and it's been better since. So, yeah. Um, you know, we have was, all kinds of kiddos. If you guys have listened yes. to the podcast with Deidre, with Elizabeth May, they work primarily with kiddos. We have some clients who have kiddos working with one of their teams and are doing some parasite cleansing. And um, kids are comp. I mean, look, think about how kids' lives are. Kids Very are. Car- I mean, well, and they're carriers of a lot of things. Obviously, everybody is a carrier for things. We just need to maintain a good defense against these things. But I know Marcus has passed parasites before. I've seen him in a stool. Yeah. I mean, so. He wasn't eating 
leafy grass at least i don't think at that point in time so whatever the longer thing was that came out of his bootay i was like okay but you know what i would rather out than in so anyways you are going to hear a lot from us um on a variety of topics and if you guys do ever have questions you can um send those in as long as we think that they are reasonable um topics to cover we will definitely yeah bring them on the show um because you know we want to answer your questions and things that you are curious about. So um, I think we had a, a question recently about uh, the cost of working with a practitioner, I think was the one that came through. Yes. Yep. So it's going to vary depending upon the practitioner, the skill set, what they're doing, what lab work you are doing. Um, I would say plan to invest somewhere on an average of five, four to $5,000. Yep. Um, and obviously depending upon what other things are going on, if you extend the length of your program, if you add on testing, if you are working with, you know, a different practitioner, then you're going to be, you know, maybe spending more than that. Yeah. Um, I think my functional doctor in total, it was 7,000 to work with him. And then by all the time, you know, like the supplements and all that stuff, it was roughly maybe nine or 10. And I don't say that to scare anybody. I just tell you like the God honest truth, like with yeah. testing and, um, you know, all of your, time spent it's not necessarily that you're spending you know tons and tons of hours on calls but your practitioners or your doctors if they're spending adequate time reviewing your labs and writing protocols for you and making customized dietary plans and programs that's really what takes the oh, majority yeah. of the time yeah absolutely especially up front with new clients it's hours yeah of work on prepping for a client going through lab work going over testing, looking at what their history is, what they've taken, what other medications they might be on, all of those things. So a lot of people are like, oh, this is, you know, you're only doing one or two calls a month and then, you know, messaging or whatever it might be. We have office hours for our clients as well, but it's so much more than that. It's, it's, it's like a plumber's at your house for an hour and you pay him $500. If you're not paying him for the hour that he's there, you're paying him because you don't know how to freaking do piping. So (laughs) that is what you are paying for. Um, Yeah. I would say, you know, again, you just have to think about, like I'm giving you that average based upon some other practitioners that we know in the space and our average six month program. But again, it's going to be very, I mean, we build things custom for people and the investment that we've made with our mentors is far greater than that. Um, so that is, you know, one question that we had recently. And when we have some case studies coming up that we'll cover in the next few weeks, uh, we haven't gotten to those yet, but we did have, you know, a case study application that was open for a week and had several things come through. So we'll be covering those in the next few weeks, but otherwise we are going to dive into histamine intolerance. And I honestly wish that we would have done this a few weeks back, primarily because this can be upregulated during allergy season. Yep. And we're in allergy season or one of the allergy seasons, I should yes. say. Yes. So some other things are like headaches or anxiety, irregular menstrual cycles or GI disorders. When people drink alcohol, they might get very flush. Um, mm-hmm. Like your face gets really red, sometimes c- chronically runny noses, bloody noses. Um, when you eat specific foods, speci- especially. Um, so Histamine intolerance can also be very frustrating because symptoms can seem very wide and vast and random. Um, So let's kind of dive into first, like, what is histamine? Histamine is a chemical that is involved in your immune system. It's involved in your digestion, your central nervous system. And as a neurotransmitter, it communicates important messages from your body to your brain. It is also a part of stomach acid, which helps you break down food. 
So a lot of people think of histamine and think of allergies. So you may notice antihistamines as like medications. Those are Zyrtec, Allegra, Benadryl, you know, provide quick relief, right? But histamine's role in the body is to cause an immediate inflammatory response. It kind of serves as like a red flag for your immune system. So your immune system has kind of two two parts, your innate and your adaptive. Your innate system is all guns blazing. Like things just go in and create chaos. Your adaptive comes in after and and kind of like is much more meticulous, specific. It's a lot more calm and gets right to the problem. Your innate immune system just kind of leaves a mess. To, to flag your adaptive immune system to come to this area. And histamine's part of that, like creating kind of the mess. Um, so it basically, it serves as a red flag and tells your body about any potential attackers. Um, and antihistamines prevent the inflammatory response, but something else does too that your body makes called DAO, which we'll get to. Yes, yes. And there's a lot of things that downregulate DAO, um, which we see a lot in our practice uh, and what we do. And so, The tough thing about histamine is that it can be mistaken for other things because a lot of the intolerance symptoms that we've already mentioned kind of go hand in hand with other conditions. So we think about abdominal cramping. That can be a variety of things, right? Abnormal menstrual cycle. That can also be a variety of things. Anxiety, um, difficulty falling asleep, fatigue, regulating body temperature. This would be something that we would consider, you know, what's going on with your thyroid first and foremost. Um, But then we may look to the gut and then look downstream to say, okay, are there bacteria that are histamine producing bacteria? Could this be playing a role? Um, may do, you know, like some DAO enzymes to kind of do like a trial run to see if that helps. So there's several things here. Fatigue is a big one. Headaches, migraines, hives, hypertension. Um, again, then allergies, nasal congestion, sneezing, difficulty breathing, watering eyes or itching eyes, um, vertigo or dizziness, nausea, vomiting, tissue swelling. So a lot of those things are common with other conditions. Now, histamine is not a root cause. Histamine intolerance is not a root cause. There are root causes to this and that's what we're going to dive into. But when we think about the response with the immune system, histamine is causing your blood vessels to swell so that your white blood cells will click quickly move in and clean things up as Becca was saying, right? So that's your natural uh, immune response. And so with the DAO enzymes, they should come in to break down histamine so that it doesn't build up. However, if we are low in these DAO enzymes and we are unable to break down histamine, it's going to build up and then we now develop a histamine intolerance. um, And that histamine can travel throughout your bloodstream. It can affect your gut, your lungs, your skin, your brain, your hormones, your entire cardiovascular system. And again, contribute to all of those symptoms that we talked about before. So normally, as I mentioned, you know, your body is going to produce histamine along with the enzyme DAO, which breaks down histamine. But if there are other factors at play here, this is going to decrease the levels of DAO to break down the histamine, leading to histamine intolerance, okay? And so some of those things would be leaky gut, SIBO, celiac, um, or intolerance to gluten could also be reaction to glyphosate. There's a lot of research and things coming out talking about, you know, it's not necessarily gluten, it's this Mm -hmm. The glyphosate that's being sprayed on all of our crops. Um, SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, If you are somebody who drinks a lot of caffeine or alcohol um, and tea, which are all DAO blocking foods that could be impacting this. 
We could also have um, inflammation in the body coming from Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, inflammatory bowel disease. Again, this is a digestive enzyme that we're talking about here. So a lot of these things correlate. But then there's also a list of medications uh, that will cause your body to lower the production of these DAO enzymes. And that would be things like NASADs, ibuprofen, Tylenol, aspirin, antidepressants, immune modulators. Here we're thinking about Humira, Plaquenil, things like that. Um, antihistamines, so Allegra, Zyrtec, Benadryl, all of those things are coming in as antihistamine you know, medications signaling the body. We don't really need to produce as much DAO because we already got this medication here doing the mm-hmm. job for us. And then you also would have things like Pepsid or Zantac, um, other histamine blockers as well. So some of those, you know, they're in that last category or are more of the acid reducing drugs. Um, and while for some individuals you could argue that it's going to prevent a histamine reaction, it is actually continuously depleting the DAO enzymes in your body. So it's not necessarily the problem of histamine in and of itself it's low DAO to break down the histamine. We also need to discuss that antihistamines also dry out mucosal lining. Yep. Um, so there's also like Accutane. If you've ever taken Accutane or really strong steroids, they basically dry out your mucosal layer of your GI tract, which leads to a whole host of other issues. You can mm-hmm. deal with constipation. You can deal with leaky gut. You can deal with low immune system function. Your mucus layer of your GI tract basically acts as like a firewall protection to the bloodstream and to your gut. And so when you take these chronically, people that are taking you know antihistamines, which a lot of people take on the daily during- yeah allergy season or, you know, how many people we've talked to are like, yeah, I take, you know, Allegra or I take Zyrtec or whatever pretty consistently. You're basically, it's not just residing in the nose. It's, it's mm-hmm. the entire mucus layer of the nasal passage GI. And for some people like the vagina, the vagina, because mm-hmm. people will get higher levels of UTIs because then you're messing with the bacteria makeup of that. And so. The beautiful thing is, I mean, when you think about again, the root cause of a lot of this stuff, when you can fix that, we've had clients that have been on allergy medication, allergy shots or over-the-counter allergy medication for 20 plus years, not needed anymore because now they've restored function and their immune system can regulate itself. Um, You know, a lot of the things, even when we talked about like briefly in the beginning of this, things that we talk about, your body is designed to adapt, like that adaptive immunity your body is designed to come in contact, especially with, for example, let's talk the kiddos, right? They come in contact with a bacteria, let them outside, let them be outside, play in the bugs, get in the dirt, all that stuff. Because every time we come in contact with these different bacteria sources, that immune system response remembers that. And it says, okay, this is safe. This was, okay, I was able to defend myself. It wasn't anything super harmful to me or we took care of it. And now we have the memory card essentially stored to know how to take care of it mm-hmm. and clean it up again. It's the pro- the problem becomes when you have things either growing at high levels because of situations like this, where maybe there's, you know, again, other stuff going on that's kind of coming hand in hand or there's dried out mucosa, low secretory IgA response from the immune system, high estrogen, right? We're going to talk about that. But all of these things you have to think, come back to, this isn't the root cause. So like, I don't want you guys to leave this podcast and be like, well, I'm going to get my DAO enzymes. I'm going to fix it all. Yes, they can absolutely help. And I would recommend if you're experiencing any of these stuff, you know, these things to do that. But you also have to think, 
root cause. What is driving my allergies? What is driving, um, you know, my hormone hormonal imbalances? It's always going to be a chicken and egg scenario. And this is why we always have to look at the whole body, right? And what's going on. But this can be something that's a game changer, especially in gut healing protocols. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like Liz was saying too, root cause wise, a lot of people, especially if you develop more seasonal allergies, like later in life, and they're not something you've been born with, they're likely not like the allergies aren't the problem. It's the, it's the gut. It's what has allowed that to develop. Um, so we even have clients that come to us that are on allergy shots that we get off of allergy shots because it's not the allergy that's the problem. Unless it's been a literally from birth, true allergy, usually seasonal allergies are more of a gut issue. Yep. So what can cause high histamine levels? Like Liz was saying, you know, IgE reactions like a true allergy, we naturally produce this histamine along with DAO. So if we are, for whatever reason, the two problems you end up with is too high of histamine or too low of DAO or both. And again, SIBO, histamine-rich foods, like I said, if you have too high of histamine, what can cause high histamine? Yes, aside from the gut, you could just be eating too much histamine, which we'll talk about in a second. Estrogen, again, we'll talk about that very shortly, and then leaky gut. So histamine and estrogen have kind of a unique interaction. Um, so during a healthy menstrual cycle, there's actually a hormonal pattern to the breakdown of histamine in the body. And this breakdown of histamine corresponds to the levels of our reproductive hormones. So think estrogen, progesterone, LH, which is your luteinizing hormone, FSH, your follicle stimulating hormone. So we're just going to talk about estrogen today, but the effect of estrogen on histamine is modulated by what other hormones are doing. So histamine actually has an additive effect on estrogen, meaning it can raise estrogen levels, causing things like migraines, heavy periods, endometriosis. And when your estrogen levels are high, mast cells are actually stimulated to release more histamine. So you just got this vicious cycle mm -hmm. going on. And you know histamine can be related to a lot of hormone-related issues like headaches and period pain, hormone-associated fluctuations in asthma and allergies. So you would need to track your cycle for this. You would need to pay attention to, do I seem to have more allergies like at higher points of estrogen, meaning like the first half of my cycle or right around my period, hot flashes, um, low mood or anxiety before a period, bloating before a period, recurrent mid-cycle symptoms like migraines or dizziness, insomnia, and then sometimes uh, worse interstitial cystitis. Oh my god, cystitis before a period. Um, so there's a lot of things that your cycle can be correlated with because again, it has that vicious cycle of high histamine, high estrogen, high histamine, high estrogen. So what can you start looking at? Like what foods are these histamine rich foods that you want to start minimizing? So there are several here. And I just want to say again, I think this is going to be very bio-individual um, because some of these are going to be worse than others based upon what's happening in the gut because there are various bacteria that we see, for example, on a GI map or another stool test that are histamine uh, producing. And so if you have those, this could be exacerbated. But aged cheeses, including goat cheese, cured meats. So here's where I want you to think about your sausages, your pepperoni, your bacon, you know, lunch meats, hot dogs, things like that. Dried fruits, 
fermented alcoholic beverages. So here's where you think like wine, champagne, beer. Um, we would include fermented sources of foods and other beverages too. Think like kefir or kombucha, yogurts, vinegar, sauerkraut, soy sauce, those types of things. Anything that's, again, very fermented. So this season right? Is time for gardening. We do a lot of like pickled vegetables and I love doing like cucumber salads and things like that. So that would be included in that category. Citrus fruits, nuts like walnuts and cashews, peanuts, soured fruits, so sour cream, sour milk, soured bread, all those types of things. Smoked fish and certain spices of fish or species of fish, excuse me, including mackerel, mahi-mahi, tuna, anchovies, sardines, fruits such as avocados and tomatoes, and then vegetables such as eggplant and spinach. These are fall, you know, into some different categories here of like nightshades and whatnot. Um, and then any other things that I mentioned before, like contain vinegar. So pickles, mayo, olives, those are all histamine rich foods. Now the histamine releasing foods, especially if you have, uh, you know, someone, if you are someone that has loading constantly, you're dealing with something like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or other dysbiosis, these can cause histamine to be released and therefore cause a problem. So you might get away with a DAO uh, enzyme with one of these categories. You might not, you might find it works one or the other, but here's where we're going to look at alcohol, artificial preservatives and dyes, bananas, chocolate, dairy, nuts, papaya, pineapple, shellfish, strawberries, tomatoes, wheat germ, and then when we think about the DAO enzyme, um, so again, we continue to talk about this enzyme that we need to break down histamine. This is diamine oxidase. That is the scientific name for that. So some foods and drinks will interfere with the body's natural balance of histamine and DAO enzymes. So when you consume more of these, DAO enzymes are unable to keep up with the histamine intolerance symptoms. Alcohol black tea, energy drinks, green tea, and matcha tea. This is where I think it's very individual mm -hmm. because a lot of these foods that I just mentioned in terms of, you know, like the histamine releasing foods or the DAO blocking foods, these are all really good nourishing foods, right? So we have to figure out how can we get a client, you know, or you into a better state of health so that you can bring these things back in. You wouldn't just follow a low histamine diet forever and take a DAO supplement forever. You would still want to get to the root cause and, you know, figure out what's, what's going on across the board within the body. Yeah, absolutely. So again, like if you're eating frequently these foods, you're now eating high histamine, you're doing things to block DAO. And how I think about it is imagine, you know, an, an army that is fighting another army, DAO is fighting histamine and histamine just starts killing off too much DAO, and now you have less people to attack the histamine. So now histamine just takes over, and it causes all of this red flag immune response. It causes a heightened immune response, and so now we have lots of inflammation throughout the body and lots of symptoms because of that. So lower histamine foods, things that are more, you know, good, um, cooked eggs, olive oil and coconut oil, dairy substitutes like coconut milk, rice milk, almond milk, fresh fruit, uh, fresh vegetables, except for tomatoes, spinach, and eggplant, only fresh caught fish, so wild caught fresh fish, um, freshly cooked meat or poultry, gluten-free grains, herbal teas, and pure peanut butter. So if you have an autoimmune or, you know, are following like an autoimmune protocol, I would avoid grains and legumes and nuts until you're basically able to 
bring those things back in safely. This is often what we do with our clients as well. The first three to six weeks, we usually take out all grains, beans or lentils and nuts. Um, You use mainly oils for fat sources because they're a lot easier on digestion. Um, Nuts take quite a bit of stomach acid to break down. So you can follow a low histamine diet. There's plenty of low histamine lists out on the Google webs. Um, So you can totally find those. Um, But biggest thing to do for free, start removing. Like Track your cycles if it's around your cycle. Remove high histamine foods. DAO enzymes you can look into. We use this a lot of times. Seeking Health Histamine Block is one of our favorites um, that we'll use. That's a DAO enzyme. Um, And see if you find a relief, right? You need to find a relief for your symptoms. If that's giving you relief, that's awesome. You may need to do deeper work still, though. You know, like we've talked about, what caused this, right? Like, what ultimately drove this to happen. And for most people, it's the gut. You know, it's it's the main root cause of the issue. For some people, it's SIBO. Other common culprits are candida. Gluten intolerance is a big one, actually, and leaky gut. So if you think your gut, that like a gut infection is causing your body's histamine intolerance, work with someone. Like I said, you can start by removing foods, doing more of a low histamine diet. I will say, Low histamine diets can be kind of overwhelming. They are. They are very restrictive mm-hmm. because there's a lot of food, even leftovers. Yeah. One thing we didn't talk about today. You can't reheat. You can't reheat. Like reheating foods even can cause mm-hmm. a lot of histamine production. So, yeah. um, and I think you know this is one thing where like for for me I just um, was chatting a, f- a couple months ago now I feel like with uh, another practitioner on we did a live on Instagram all about um, histamine intolerance and we were talking you know, offline about some of the new stuff that just came out. And one of the ones that I've been using is designs for health, histogest, H-I-S-T-A-G-E-S-T dash D-A-O. And you can take this one to two with your meals, very similar to the Histamine X from Seeking Health. Both of these companies are third-party verified and tested, really great quality. We have them in full script. Links are in the show notes. If you want to try that, you can get them from other places as well. But you can take this with your foods to see, you know, how much does it help? And then as you're working on improving things, bringing some of these other foods back into play should keep, you know, once you've restored your enzymes um, and your gut, uh, keep all of this at bay. But you can test for this as well. So we can run, you know, blood work to see this. Um, We can uh, do a few other things in terms of, you know, trial testing and whatnot. Like I personally... For you know, one of my new clients that came on board, I saw kind of red flags uh, for histamine intolerance and ran her MRT. That's a mediator release test. Saw a lot of things there along with the list of foods that she gave me that were giving her migraines and all of them check the boxes for you know being higher in histamine or just you know a need for DAO. So you can bring some of these things back in, um, but you may have to really get strict for, let's say, a month or two, right? It's not like years on end. You just have to figure out what else is going on. Um, And you might blame your allergies and think that's all it is. You could not even have any digestive symptoms, but you have seasonal allergies. And it could be a histamine intolerance that you're just continuing to take Zyrtec for. We see that a lot um, in terms of like, I'm asymptomatic, my digestion is good. And then we run a GI map and we're like, really? (laughs) 
are you sure you don't feel not great? Because there's this thing's lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, you almost you have almost every bacterial overgrowth on here. And listen, Beck and I have had some, you know, tests on ourselves that we're like, really? I wouldn't I'm surprised by that, but it's there yeah. and it's evidence. Yeah. So, anyways, give that a try. Look it up, um, low histamine food plans, and you could try one of those DAO supports and see if it helps you. And if you need help addressing the root cause, you can always click the link in the show notes to set up a call with us. And we will be back on Wednesday.